Cancer, also known as the brave crab, sent to this earth by something they believe in, only to mess with someone bigger than they are. This isn't an animal aware of their strength. Patriotism can make them endanger their own well-being, fighting for someone else's cause, as if others can become their higher power. The crab knows where they're going, but this is often in a wrong direction, at least until they learn their lessons and start relying solely on themselves. If you've seen these symptoms, you have seen a cancer. They're often affected when they're born between June 21st and July 22nd. I think we all know one. And if you don't, you actually do now. And that's what we're going to be talking today. The giant crab in the sky. Actually, we're going to be talking about real cancer, not some dumb zodiac sign. We're going to be talking about the disease that's taken many people's lives. And it continues to take people's lives. It's the second rate cause of death in the United States. And most people don't understand it, know what it is, why it is, and most people just think or know that it's a disease that kills you with tumors. So let's get at it in this week's episode of Carpool Chemistry. Guys, I am excited for this episode. I, I hope it's going to be entertaining. I've had a lot of fun at least <laughs> just researching this. It's been a blast. We're going to, I'll get to the really fun part later, but can I just give you a little bit of an outline of what's going to be going down? We're going to first talk about what is cancer. We're going to compare normal cells versus cancer cells. We're going to talk about what causes cancer. We're going to talk about, uh, so it's like some of the triggers. We're going to talk about ways we can stop cancer. And the fun part is we're going to talk about ways people think we can stop cancer. All the different wackadoodle, crazy ways people think that they can prevent or defeat cancer, which is sad because most of them are just snake oil. So we're going to get into it. Um, first, a little a little bit of uh, update. Um, I'm probably going to – so this is going to be going out on Wednesday tomorrow. Uh recording it tonight. I'm probably going to just do one a week. I was just thinking about grad school and stuff, and I, I don't know if I'd be able to do them more than one a week. So we're going to just shoot for one a week. If I do an extra one, it'll come out on a Sunday. Um, so yeah. So with that, we'll keep moving forward. And we're going to start with what is cancer? So what is cancer? To break it down, we're going to talk about the difference between normal cells and cancer cells. I feel like that's the best way to do it. So let's start off with normal cells. The biggest difference between normal cells and cancer cells is a word called apoptosis. Some You may hear it called apoptosis. I can't even say it the other way. Apoptosis, apoptosis. I prefer apoptosis. I think that's the most natural sounding version of the pronunciation. So I'm going to go with apoptosis. If you want to say it some other way, Go ahead. I think you sound weird, but whatever. Apoptosis. Anyways, apoptosis is programmed cell death. This is suicide by a cell that's supposed to happen. It is programmed. It is 
It is in the genes of the cell to happen at a specific time under certain signals. Okay. It is, it's, it's a good death for the cell. This is opposed to what's called necrosis. Necrosis would be not programmed cell death. This would be when the cell just suddenly dies and it wasn't signaled. It was just a, a really fast, abrupt way to die. Okay. In apoptosis, you have uh, these cell signals that cause the cell to start. It starts packaging up all the harmful enzymes in itself, all the acids and things. They get packaged up before the cell death so that it doesn't injure the other cells around it. And that way it allows the other cells and your immune cells to kind of take care of everything, kind of sweep it away, clean it up. In necrosis, the cell just kind of blows up and it kind of injures the other cells around it, causes an inflammatory response. Okay, we don't want that. We want nice, clean, controlled, just kind of like the cell is moving away, but dying and forever. So apoptosis, good. It's what we want in a cell. If the cell, if things start going haywire, we want the cell to be like, all right, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the good of the tissue, for the good of all my neighbors, okay? I'm just going to go away. Program cell death, good suicide for the cell. This is different than cancer cells. Cancer cells have lost the ability to undergo apoptosis. It's uncontrolled cell death. Cancer cells are immortal. They they don't die. And so because they don't die, they become their genes become further and further damaged and that causes the next big difference which is a loss in differentiation, okay? In your normal cells, they're differentiated. You have skin cells, you have bone cells, you have blood cells, brain cells, nerve cells. You have all these different types of cells that they're differentiated from each other. Different genes are turned on that allow them to be different from one another and to serve a specific function. Cancer cells, their genes are so mutated and so jacked up that they they don't have this differentiation. You just have this blob of, of undifferentiated homogenous gross tumor, you know? And so they don't have that differentiation. So that's another big, big uh, difference between normal cells and cancer cells. And along with these, you'll have these terms. If you ever listen to, uh, I guess, another podcast or you listen to a lecture on cancer or anything about cancer, you'll hear words like proto-oncogene or tumor suppressor. Proto-oncogenes are genes that can cause cancer but don't. Okay, proto means primitive or original. Okay, so a proto-oncogene is the original gene. It's what the gene's supposed to be. Most of these genes control differentiation. They control cell uh, replication. They control cell death, they control apoptosis, okay? When these proto-oncogenes get mutated, they just become oncogenes. Onco meaning cancer, like you have oncology, the study of cancer, okay? So proto-oncogenes, they get mutated or they get deleted and they become oncogenes. They become cancer genes. 
you also will hear the term passed around of tumor suppressors. These are specific genes that when turned on, they suppress tumors. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. They uh, cause apoptosis. They inhibit cell replication. They inhibit the cell from making more of itself. Okay. Tumor suppressor genes, when uh, mutated in, in cancer cells, they're turned off. So the cancer cell is just replicating, 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 and it's undifferentiated. It's just a blob. And so it's just out of control. It's just the wheels are, you know, the steering wheels taking off the bus and it's, it's just heading for tumor town. I guess we can call it, we'll call it tumor town. Okay. So that's, that's, I mean, I hope that's a good explanation of what cancer is. Okay. Just real basic uh, definition. It's uncontrolled cell growth and when cell death is uncontrolled. So you have these immortal cells that just keep replicating and replicating and they're not differentiated. They don't serve a function. I mean, they don't serve a purpose. So uh, a few other words that you'll hear tossed around with cancer, just to kind of wrap it up a little bit, angiogenesis. One of the things that uh, one of the reasons why it causes so much havoc in our bodies is uh, is angiogenesis. So cancer has these genes that allow, and I mean, all of our cells have these genes, but cancer, they're turned on. It recruits blood vessels. So you'll, you'll, cause it, it just needs all these nutrients and they're, they're really inefficient cells. So they need as much nutri nutrition as they can. So they recruit blood vessel growth to the tumor. And so you'll have these new blood vessels growing towards these tumors and they'll, they'll, uh, cause this to happen. It's called angiogenesis. You're, you're having the genesis of blood cells, blood vessels. Another word that you're going to hear, uh, passed around a lot is like to metastasize or metastasy. Okay. This is, this is what you don't, especially don't want happening with a tumor or with cancer. This is when the cancer a lot of times will get into the bloodstream and will get passed throughout the body. That's when the cancer is metastasized. It's no longer in a defined specific place in your body. It's now spreading throughout your body. So that's metastasy. And so that's, I, like I said, I hope this is a, a nice little uh, intro into what cancer is, kind of help us understand what it is and help us understand why like we're going to talk about why there's not a cure yet. And we're next going to talk about what triggers these cancers. Okay. So what triggers cancer? There's multiple things. There's lots of things that can trigger cancer. It's actually, uh, it's kind of scary how many things can cause cancer. Um, the number one thing that the reason why cancer happens is because of, like we talked about earlier, those genes a mistake is made in those genes and that can be caused. Those mistakes can be caused by a number of things. Um, the first thing that can trigger cancer is, is just our genetics. There's some people that are predispositioned because of the genes they have. They're, they're more likely to get cancer. Uh, an example of one would be uh, BRCA1, which is uh, if a person has that gene, they're much, 
they have a much higher likelihood of developing breast cancer. Um, you'll see a lot of uh, people that have this gene, they'll, that they, they have their breasts removed to, so that they can't get breast cancer. A, a, an example of a person like this would be Angelina Jolie. She found out that she had this gene and had her breasts removed. So genetics plays a big role into it. That's why we, we sometimes have little children that are, you know, born with certain cancers or, you know, it's just, it's just genetics. They have a higher disposition to get cancer um, or to develop cancer. The next uh, thing that can cause cancer is probably a term you've heard before is a carcinogen. These are things that can cause cancer. They're known to cause cancer. This would be an example of this would be tobacco. Tobacco is a known carcinogen. Um, and they, they produce toxic chemicals or they are not produce toxic chemicals. They are toxic chemicals or contain toxic chemicals that uh, kill our cells. For instance, one of the main reasons why people that smoke tobacco have a higher likelihood of developing lung cancer, throat cancer, mouth cancer is because um, the smoke or the tobacco or whatever is actually harming cells in their lungs. Your lungs or your throat or your mouth or whatever is having to replace these cells. And anytime you replace cells in your body, um, you are, are having to replicate your DNA. And when you replicate your DNA, there's a, a chance for a mistake to be made. Our, our bodies are pretty efficient, but they're not perfect. And mistakes can be made. Most of the time, those can be corrected. But if it happens in just the right spot at just the right time, for instance, if it happened in a proto-oncogene or in a tumor suppressor gene, then that can cause cancer. And so the, the, these chemicals or whatever that are causing us to have to reproduce cells more often, you're more likely to get cancer because of those. And that's why they're considered carcinogens. Um, yeah. And so, and so similar to a carcinogen, there's also mutagens. Mutagens are specific chemicals or, or uh, compounds that can cause mutations in our DNA. Most of the time, these mutations are just lethal to the cell and the cell ends up dying because of it. Um, but sometimes these mutagens, they can cause a mutation, like I said, in a specific spot. If they, can, if they cause a mutation in a proto-oncogene or in a tumor suppressor gene, you're going to get cancer because of those, uh, those mutations at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and mutagens cause these. Um, and, and the last thing that can, can trigger cancer are, are viruses and, and even some bacteria. Um, an example of this would be HPV or human papillomavirus. These viruses, they either, uh, well, these bacteria, they either create things that interact with either regulators of those proto-oncogenes or tumor suppressors, or they actually can sometimes insert themselves into our DNA. And if they happen to do that at the wrong place, like in an oncogene or in a tumor suppressor gene, then 
you can get cancer because of those. So that's how a virus can cause cancer. And it's an important thing to note that, guys, we, we're, our bodies, it's a good likelihood that our bodies are actually like we're, we're, cancer cells are created every day in our body. That's, they say if you live long enough, you'll probably die of cancer, which is kind of a bleak outlook, but, but it happens all the time every day. You have 37 trillion cells in your body that have to be replaced. And so eventually a cancer cell is going to be created. That's a lot of cells. That's a high likelihood. But um, most of the time our immune system takes care of these. They're, they're either – or they end up dying themselves because of they're just being so mutated and so uh, kind of decrepit of cells that they end up not being able to survive or not being able to produce a tumor. So we have uh, we have some probability working for us and – and against us at the same time. So these were a few things like, again, I hope, I hope that was clear on what can cause or trigger cancer. Okay, guys. So <laughs> this is where we get to the fun part of uh, today's podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about the crazy things that people think can either prevent cancer or can uh, can kill cancer or to, to cure cancer. To my knowledge, there, there's not uh, an actual cure for cancer and we'll and we'll get into later why that is. Um, but first, let's just get into some of these uh, crazy wackadoodle uh, type, cures or preventative measures that people uh, think can help. And if if you've ever used one of these, I'm not saying that you're crazy or anything. You probably just got scammed um, or you just don't have the, the, the scientific background enough to understand why it's most of these holistic or alternative cures. They're, they're just fake. They're just someone BSing you. Um, the, the one that I found most often that just blew my mind is, uh, <laughs> let's just get right into it, I guess. Coffee enema. So that is a, yeah, you were hearing me correctly. A coffee enema. People are taking the thing that you get at Starbucks and they are, <laughs> They're squirting it into their rectum. So, yeah, like, number one thing. They think I, – I, I honestly don't understand why they think this would help. But one of the main things are, like, <laughs> it, it will increase your mood. And I'm just, like, I, I, I don't completely understand that one other than your large colon would be able to absorb the caffeine better. So – I mean, if that's how you have to take your espresso shot in the morning, I, I, I guess go for it. But it's uh, it's not <laughs> it's not going to help your uh, your cancer. The other one that you see a lot is people are like, oh, one of the main things that you need to do to prevent cancer is you should drink lemon juice. Or drink mineral water so that you can 
you can uh, control the pH of your blood, and that really that really helps prevent cancer. A little bit of science here: drinking lemon juice, so lemon juice considered acidic, uh, or drinking anything with lemon or citrus in it at all. Cit citric acid, it's acidic. You drink that, and it's it's not going to affect the pH of your blood. There's not really there's not really things you can eat that will affect the pH of your blood that much. Our blood has what's called a buffer in it, which makes it so it's really hard to change the pH of your blood. Your blood pH should be extremely constant. And anytime your pH of your blood gets off, you're in serious danger and should be in a hospital. So, and the only thing that drinking a lot of lemon juice is going to do is uh, give you acid reflux. So if you, I guess if you want that, go for it. Um, but, or you could make lemonade when, you know, it's not going to help your cancer, but it tastes nice if you throw some sugar in it. Some people like a little lemon in their water. I don't know. Other ones, mineral water. I guess that people think it's alkaline, it's basic, that it's going to affect the pH of their blood. Again, it's not going to make a difference. Your blood pH is pretty constant because of the bicarbonate ions in your blood. Your blood's pH stays pretty constant. Okay, next one that just it goes against everything that I've ever understood or known about anything. These people are saying that uh, you need to get sun, which I can understand, but they said you need to be in the sun for an hour to two hours from 11 o'clock to 2 p.m. That 40% of your body needs to be showing. So like they're given specific numbers. And uh, so they're telling you to go out peak sunshine right when the sun's the highest, when it's the hottest, when you're going to get the most direct sunlight. And on top of telling you to be out at really honestly the best time to get sunburnt, they're telling you do not wear sunscreen. They said do not wear sunscreen. You got to let the <laughs> let the sun work its magic and kill the cancer cells. So don't wear sunscreen and it also added that you should apply organic coconut oil to your skin. A whole nother level of just, we're, we're going to get into organic in another episode, so I'll leave it there. But it's just, it's, these sites are always trying to sell this stuff. I found on the same site, you could, like, if you clicked on the organic, it was like highlighted in blue. If you clicked on it, you could buy their specific coconut oil that you're supposed to rub on your skin while you're out just burning the hell out of yourself. Um, so, yeah. Just to let you know, if you go out at peak times and sit out there for an hour or two, you're going to get sunburned. You get sunburned a lot. So, UV rays damage, like sunblock blocks UV rays. Those damage your DNA. And if you damage that DNA, like we said, in one of those proto-oncogenes or sumer tumor suppressors, you're increasing the likelihood of getting cancer. So legitimately, the thing they said would prevent cancer is actually increasing your likelihood of getting cancer. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous.
another one that you uh, you hear. I actually should have researched this one a little bit. I, I had to move on from other things. But uh, frankincense essential oil. Um, we're we're like I said, we're going to do an episode on essential oils as well. Frankincense. I I also have heard that frankincense. If you go to DoTerra's website, they say that uh, it also helps cure the plague, which I guess is you know it's really common in the United States. People die in a plague all the time. It's actually one of the things I study is uh, Yersinia pestis, which uh, is it in the same uh, genus as the plague? Really similar. Um, but anyways, frankincense doesn't do those things. It doesn't. It doesn't help with cancer. It probably just smells nice. I'll I'll, I'll do some more research. Maybe do an update in the next episode. But uh, the next the next two um, on Doctor Mercola's website. If you've known me very long. I cannot stand that man. That dude should be in jail for all of the fraud that he's committed. Dr. Mercola, one of the things that he says that you should do is avoid any type of radiation. He says to avoid cell phones, radio towers, Wi-Fi. Um, he says, and then he jumps to you should avoid dental x-rays. You should avoid getting a mammogram. He says to avoid getting a mammogram. And to avoid getting x-rays. So his logic here, I guess, if you don't know what a mammogram is, it's where they test women for breast cancer by, by taking, uh, by taking x-rays of their, their breasts to be able to see if there's cancer cells. I think it's x-rays. Um, not exactly sure. But at the same time, like <laughs> his logic is, if you don't know you have cancer, I guess, you, you don't have it. So, you know, if you never get a mammogram, you're never going to know if you have breast cancer. And then you don't have it because you don't know that you have it, I guess. It's just confusing, ridiculous logic. And honestly, it, it really pisses me off that this guy's out there saying that you shouldn't get a mammogram. This guy is I – don't, I don't know if he has an actual MD or doctor's – uh, degree, but if he does, it should be taken away, and the dude should be in jail. My personal opinion. Just so you know, you sh you should be getting a mammogram. You should be getting those tests so that you can know if you get cancer. Yeah, X-rays. If you ha were getting just bombarded by X-rays all the time, your likelihood of getting cancer would would go up. But getting you know the e mammogram or X-rays when you need them, the dose that you're getting is not enough to you know, increase your likelihood of cancer enough that you should be worried. Okay. This last one just, it, it cracked me up pretty good. So, uh, it came on an article that said why oncologists hate the baking soda method <laughs> where, <laughs> where basically you take a, teaspoon or a table, you take some amount, some small amount of baking soda and you eat it. And, uh, this will cause the, because cancer cells, they're, they're really acidic. The tumors, they, they don't have a lot of oxygen. So they, they become acidic and epoxic is what it's called. Um, and 
baking soda is a base. It's uh, sodium bicarbonate. So by applying this base to an acidic air, you'd think that you'd kill this uh, bacteria. So this is the logic of these people, which, I mean, I guess I can understand that logic. They don't have an understanding of physiology enough to understand why, <laughs> why this won't work. So not only do they say that, like, because let's be honest, the baking soda is not, it's not going to get to your, it, it's not going to get to the tumor. It's just going to go through digestive tract. Maybe it'd get incorporated into your blood a little bit, but then again, you have that blood buffer that's going to, it's going to account for that. Okay. Same as, same as the mineral water, but they, <laughs> they also said that you should take, you should mix, you should, you should mix the baking soda in with some maple syrup, some organic maple syrup that you could buy on this website. Okay. They wanted you to buy their ma their organic maple syrup because there's so many not organic maple trees out there. Um, <laughs> just ridiculous. Sorry. We're going to talk about or that's another one. Organic. Okay. So many, so many episodes to do. So they want you to take this organic maple syrup, mix in the baking soda, and they said that it acts like a Trojan horse, that the bicarbonate's like hiding in these sugar atoms that's just – because cancer – I will say that cancer – again, this they take logic like actual proven things and they just apply the most ridiculous logic. Cancer cells consume a lot of sugar. We'll talk about the Warburg effect later, but – <laughs> they're saying that the bicarbonate's going to hide in this maple sugar and then just like attack the tumor cell. Like, you know, they're just going to jump out of the maple syrup and just start 300ing the, the tumor, just hacking it to pieces. No, like <laughs> even if you like injected the maple syrup straight into the tumor, it probably wouldn't do that. Um, so yeah, it's just, just ridiculousness. Oh yeah, there's one more, one more. Um, I, and I don't even know the logic behind this at all. It said add a tablespoon of, of hydrogen peroxide to your bath water. And that, uh, I, like I said, I have no idea. And then the other one said to dilute some reagent grade hydrogen peroxide, uh, dilute it a little bit and drink it. Which, please, please do not do that. You want to you wanna have some third-degree burns in your mouth? That's a really, like, third-degree chemical burns in your mouth. It's a really good way to do that. And you probably will cause cancer because, yeah. But anyways, if you add hydrogen peroxide to warm bath water, it immediately breaks down into water. Just so you know. You're basically just adding some water to some water. So that's really going to help your cancer. Just ridiculousness. Okay. So uh, I hope that was slightly entertaining for you. Just some wackadoodle ways that people think they can uh, <laughs> they can cure cancer. Um, this last one. This one I got to have a lot of fun with. Uh, I was kind of just scrolling through. I just I typed in natural ways to cure cancer into my Google search engine and uh, let's see if I can pull it up. I'm actually going to stop the segment so I can know if I mess it up or not. Just so you guys know, 
it's going to be a different segment. All right, you guys probably aren't noticing, but this is a different segment. I had to make sure that I could uh, switch tabs on my uh, computer and still be able to record. So um, to kind of preface this a little bit, I was, like I said, I, <laughs> I was searching for natural cancer cures just to see the crazy stuff that people will actually think cure cancer. And I found a website called Mother Earth News that was talking about this doctor that can cure cancer. And I was just reading some of the comments and I found <laughs> this one that just, ah, uh, it just killed me. I'm going to read it to y'all. Um, says, this is Leo Valsa. This is just a couple days ago that this was posted. I have been suffering from herpes. It's in parentheses, all caps, all of, Every time there's a disease mentioned in one of these, it's all caps and in parentheses. So, I have been suffering from herpes disease for the past 13 months and had constant pain, especially in my knees. I don't understand why it would be in your knees. Maybe there's something about herpes. I don't know. Anyways, during the first month, I had faith in God that I would be healed someday. This disease started to circulate all over my body and I have been taking treatment from my doctor. A few weeks ago, I came on a came on search on the internet. These people always have terrible, terrible. I, I don't even. They cannot write to save their lives. A few weeks ago, I came on search on the internet if I could get any information concerning the prevention of this disease. On my search, I saw a testimony of someone who has been healed from hepatitis B and cancer by this man, Dr. Abaca. And she also gave the email address of this man and advised we should contact him for any sickness that he would be of help. So I wrote to Dr. Abaca telling him about my herpes virus. He told me not to worry, that I was going to be cured. Hmm, I never believed it. Two commas. One wasn't good enough. Two commas. Well, after all the procedures and remedy given to me by this man a few weeks later, I started experiencing changes all over me as the doctor assured me that I have, that I have cured after two weeks. I went to my doctor to confirmed if I have been finally healed, behold, it was true. So friends, my advice is if you have such sickness or any other like HSV1, 2, HPV1, 2, 3, cancer, spelled C-A-N-S-E-R, cancer HIV, cold sores, so <laughs> not cold sores, cold sores, C-O-L-E, cold sores, tooth achaea, not, not like the store that you can buy Swedish meatballs at. Like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be toothache, but it's spelled A-K-E-A, -A, tooth achaea, etc. You can email Dr. Abaca, and it gives his email and says, Sir, I am indeed grateful to help. I will forever recommend you to my 
to my friends with your lovely email, <laughs> your lovely email address, or you can also phone slash WhatsApp him on his number and it gives his number. And there's just like comment after comment of these similar. They all all these doctors have different names, but they all you know heal these crazy you know diseases. Let's see if I can uh, find the other one really fast. I mean, according to these people, cancer, HIV, AIDS, diabetes, Parkinson's, COPD, hepatitis, like emphysema. They never spell emphysema right. Um, <laughs> there's this one. This is one, all one word. Herpes, syphilis, human papilloma, virus, HPV, cerebrospinal, meningitis, Chagas disease, Alzheimer's disease, schizophrenia. <laughs> All one word. So if you have that disease, oh my gosh, I am sorry that you have that disease. That has got to be terrible to have all of those things at the same time. Whew. Anyways, so I decided to take this guy's advice. And uh, I emailed Dr. Abka. And I'm going to read you this uh, this conversation uh, between me and Dr. Abaca, I said, doctor, please help me. I have cold sore cancer from herpes. I have tried American doctors, but they no work with inject and chemicals. What do I do to get doc? <laughs> what do I do to get your Mercola drugs? I need herbal Mercola. Please help. Thanks for God, Carl Poole. I had to make up a name. I don't want this this snake artist to have my actual name, so I made up a name. I guess I, if that's bad, then whatever. Here's my reply that I got a little while later. Hello, my dear. I saw your mail, and the content was well understood. Though science says that there's no cure for herpes cancer. <laughs> I'm assuring you that there's a cure for herpes and all kind of sickness you are going through. I treat herpes with my herbal medicine and it will take 21 days, 21 days, days for you to get cured. This medicine has no side effect. It will only help you get cured. And once you are cured, you are cured forever. It's not reversible. Okay. I'm going to prepare the medicine and send it to you in your country. And you'll receive the medicine after sending it. Okay. He's really like wants to make sure that I know that this is what he's doing. You are advised to take the med medicine three times a day. That is, <laughs> that is before breakfast, after lunch, and after dinner. I don't know. Why can't, why can't I take it after breakfast, before lunch, and before I there's some shaman stuff that I'm not understanding. Why do I have to take it before breakfast, but after lunch and after dinner? He's that specific. Take the, That is before breakfast, after lunch, and after dinner. You will continue to do it for 21 days. And on the 22nd, I can't even do it. On the 22nd, 22nd-th, it's 22th, so either the 22th or the 22nd-th. 
day you will go for a checkup and you will be cured. Okay? Send me the following information about you. Okay, and these are the, this is the information that he wants from me. Number one, your full age, not your half age, your like what what is a I, do other people round? I I just I don't understand what a full age is. Your full name, country, phone number, how long have the virus been? Your address, so like <laughs> there's no order to this, just your age, your name, country, phone number. How long have you had this virus? Your address. And he says, I'll wait your response so that I will tell you how you get the medicine and the cost of the medicine. Okay. Regards, Dr. Abaca. And I reply, yes, doctor. How cost it? And can you tell me ingredients for Mercola? I have Pacific allergies. Will the Mercola be able to cure my cold sore cancer? Carl Poole. Like I, I'm I'm trying to talk. I'm I'll admit I'm 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 mocking the way that these things are always written. So that's why I'm I gotta speak his language. <laughs> he I get a reply. I am a traditional herbalist. My herbs my herbs cure do not recognize long my herbs cure do not recognize long distance. I don't even know what that means. I didn't know any type of thing that's inanimate can recognize distance. Anyways, my herbs cure do not recognize long distance. I have worked on clients from different parts of the world, from different professionals, including medical doctors, lawyers, academic professors, and among others. Even those who felt like it won't be possible received satisfactory results. I will take the time to explain things to you. And I'm I'm adding the, punctu <laughs> the punctuation that should be there. I'm trying not to, but it's really hard to not. Yeah, anyways. And provide you with, the honest, with honest advice to what is best for your situation. I do not pressure anyone to apply my herbs. I always leave that decision up to you. I provide you with honest information and when or if you decide to move forward, I am here to help. Thank you for taking the time to read. I look forward to your happiness and may the gods and goddesses provide you all your desires. He's He really tried to sell me that last part. The gods and the goddesses are going to provide me all my desires. Thanks, Dr. Abaca. So I, and then he also says like, Hey, Fill the information given to you if you need my herbs to get total cure and be free forever. All of us Americans, <clears throat> we, we thought we needed some constitution. Nope. These herbs will make you free forever. No constitution. No laws. You take an herb, you're free forever. And you get a total cure. What is there not to love? So I send him my information. Doctor, here's my ifs. Carl Poole, 36-year-old. 30, Uzbekistan, I do not have phone. I have virus since womb. 
I don't address since homeless. Live in town of Dagslev. I'm I'm making stuff up. Like I said, I do not want I'm having my actual information. <clears throat> I live in town of Dagslev. Would be able to send still? I have monies. How much? Regged's Carl. So like I'm thinking like, oh, he's gonna know I'm not a real person. I mean, my I emailed him with my email address, carpoolchemistry at gmail.com. Anyways. He does respond. I was I was not expecting a response. He, resp- <laughs> he responds, "Hello, my child. <laughs> I'm not your child, Doctor Abaca. You're just sounding creepy. Hello, my child. Having cold sore. <laughs> yeah, he didn't not not cold sore. Cold sore. He's a doctor." Hello, my child. Having cold sore is terrible experience. I know the way you feel right now. Right this second. Wonder if I need to close my webcam. Anyways, I know the way you feel right now. This herbal cure will take you through the easy steps to turn the tables in your favor and have your virus cured. I got your message, and based on the information you send me, I will customize this special healing herbal cure to restore your normal health. This herbal cure takes about 24 hours to prepare and it has a one day spiritual cleansing period. So, I mean, it's obviously practicing aseptic technique to make sure spiritually, I mean, you don't want to be passing on spiritual viruses and like, you know, spiritual bacteria that will jack up your soul. So one day spiritual cleansing period before it becomes active and effective. I have cured many people from this virus disease and I have proof of my cure and I can help you do the same. All that is required now is the herbal materials to prepare the herbal cure. And these herbal materials will be difficult will be difficult for you to buy as it requires me to get them from herbal materials seller. That is why you will have to pay for the buying of this herbal materials so that you will be cured. Okay. He always wanted to make sure like I'm with him the whole time. He's always ending with okay. The herbal materials will cost you 454 US dollars. <laughs> and as soon as this is provided, I will immediately prepare the cure and send it to you in your country. And it will take the delivery service five seventh days. No, five sevenths days. Yeah, well, five slash seven. I think he means five to seven days, but five seventh days. To deliver it to you in your address, giving me, oh, giving to me, okay? I will be glad to hear from you because I find your problem so easy for me to handle. Now this jerk's getting cocky with it. My herpes I've had since the womb, it's just going to be nothing to him. Gosh, I should have talked to this guy a long time ago. And then at the end he says, note, this herbal cure has no negative influence. It's got all <laughs> it's got all the best friends, no negative influence. It's just got positive influences its whole life. It's I mean, there's 
No Dennis the Menaces trying to influence this herbal cure to come and just jack up my body. No, it's had good influences. The herbal cure will only help you get cured. Okay? And he gives three exclamation points. And he just ends there. Doesn't tell me how to pay for this. Doesn't tell me where I send my money if I just, you know, if I, if I just, uh, you know, put in my card information, if I'm supposed to send him cash, no, <laughs> no idea how, so like, this is the end of it, it happened just before I started the podcast, but I'm, rest assured, I'm gonna keep jacking with this guy, I am going to mess with him, um, probably gonna start a segment out of this called, uh, let's, let's call it the dipstick of the day, and Dr. Abaca might be, for the next few episodes, the dipstick of the day. Um, <laughs> just, oh my gosh. Just hilariousness. I, I love it. I hope this has been somewhat entertaining for you guys. Because it's probably going to entertain me for the next little while. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Let's, let's get back to some seriousness. Um. Yeah, let's talk about ways we can actually stop cancer. So these these last few things that uh, we can actually use, these things that have been proven to work against cancers. Um, these aren't just like random things. I, I, I hear a lot of, a lot of times, uh, I, I've heard several times before that people think that like, there's, there's like this actual that somebody's found one cure for cancer, and that the government's hiding it, or that big pharma's not letting it out. You know, some some things like that. I've heard that before, and I, I because of people's misunderstanding of what cancer is, I can understand how that propagates and how that could be, uh, how that myth could be spread. Let me tell you, there's not a single cure for cancer because cancer is not a single thing. Um, it's, it's, there's no such thing as just cancer. Okay. There's specific cancers and each cancer that each individual that has cancer has is completely unique. You have to remember there's, and there's not like just one oncogene that gets turned on or one tumor suppressor and all of a sudden you have cancer and that happens in every, you know, like that happens in every case. No, each cancer is a very specific. You got to remember the same genes that make all of us unique. They're, they're they're all different. I mean, there's there's some genes that are the same in everybody. Like, you know, like the gene to make a ribosome or the gene to make hemoglobin. Like those those things are are similar, or the same, but we all have these different genes and have slightly different genetic codes than each other. So when a person gets cancer, they're having a mutation in their specific genes. So that cancer is going to be specific to them. It's not just like a one cure fits all thing. And not to mention, not only do you have a specific cancer to a specific person, you have different types of cancers that have different, you know, there's different things wrong with them. 
these these oncogenes and these tumor suppressors, those are just some things we've noticed that these cancers have. And it's there's not an easy way to just, you know, flip those back and you don't have cancer. Um, one of the main problems with cancer, and, and you've heard of the terms like gone into remission, the cancer's gone into remission. Because there's, even if you've like, you think you've killed all the cancer, there's not necessarily like, all it takes is one cancer cell and then you all of a sudden have cancer again. That's why a lot of people that are in remission will continue to take chemotherapy or to do some kind of therapy that helps keep them in remission because you never know. Like I said, it only takes one cell and then all of a sudden you have tumors and full-blown cancer again. Um, so these things that like a lot of people attack and say are expensive, it's because they, they are expensive. It's because of the insurance liabilities that come with these uh, these cancer treatments. And, and they don't all work on the same types of cells. And like I said, each cancer is really unique and really different. And that's why it's so hard. Each cancer has different mutations in those different genes. And so they're not all the same. They're not even close. So it's so, it's so hard to fight cancer. And that's, we're kind of fighting an uphill battle. Um, these cancers that they, they want to win. They want, they, they're doing everything they can to survive. And it's, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of an evolution inside your body. They're they're constantly mutating genes, and then genes that get mutated the right way help the cancer survive even more. Um, and uh, so let's let's talk about just a few of the main ones that everybody's heard about. Um, the first one is radiation therapy, where doctors will shoot. Uh, gamma radiation into the person's tumor, like where they've known to have uh, a tumor or tumors. Okay, they're going to shoot this radiation. Gamma radiation is very good at destroying DNA. Um, <clears throat> for instance, uh, gamma radiation, UV radiation, we're going to probably do an episode on electromagnetic uh, radiation and uh, and that type of stuff. So gamma and and UV. So gamma is a very, very high powered electromagnetic radiation. UV radiation that we get from the sun is also electromagnetic radiation, but it's not as high powered. So what UV radiation does is it causes uh, it it causes just a slight little change in your DNA, just uh, just a little tiny bubble. Whereas gamma radiation can just knock out whole chunks of your DNA. Um, gamma radiation is a lot of times uh, also associated with like nuclear fallout, nuclear that type of stuff. So we're using that to because it knocks out whole chunks of the gene, and we're shooting that into these cancer cells in the hope that enough of their DNA gets knocked out that they can't survive and they can't keep producing uh, proteins to help them stay alive. They just end up dying and becoming necrotic. They, they, like I said, they don't go through apoptosis, so they just kind of like explode and, and die. And hopefully in that process, they end up killing other cancer cells as well that hopefully also have had huge chunks of their DNA and they're getting stressed and they die. Um, so that's how radiation, how we use that to stop cancer. And it's, 
it's very expensive to produce these gamma radi these gamma rays. Um, and like I said, there's a whole uh, liability cost that comes with these. Um, the next one is a lot of that we we see is uh, is chemotherapy. Uh, chemotherapy. There's a there's a few different of these there these toxic chemicals that we use to kill these cancer cells that were taken intravenously, or, or I think there's some that might be pills. Um, but these chemo drugs, what they do is they they uh, they stop the cells from being able to divide, to divide, and some of them actually try to kill the cells. They're toxic to the cells. Um, one of the main problems with like radiation and chemo as well is uh, they're not necessarily specific. In order for the radiation to hit that tumor, it probably has to go through other cells as well. So it's killing everything. It's killing all cells. It's dangerous to all cells. Um, and the same with chemo. If chemo is killing uh, one type of cell, then it's killing all the cells it comes in contact with. And that's why a lot of times uh, people that are on chemo or radiation, they, they have a compromised immune system because they, they aren't producing – well, the, their immune system cells are being killed. Their, their lining of their gut is being killed. The, the cells that produce their hair are being killed. All of those fast pre reproducing cells like cancer – I mean cancer is also a fast reproducing cell – these this drug is killing all of it in the hopes that uh, it it kills the cancer as well, and the same with radiation. It's going to kill any it's going to kill any cell in its path, and so it's kind of just like a shotgun approach, hoping that we do enough damage to the bad cells and don't kill enough of the good cells that this person can survive. So that's chemo and radiation therapy. There's also, uh, obviously, there's surgery. Try to remove the tumor. That can be kind of dangerous, though, because if you do it before the tumor is metastasized, sometimes it can cause the tumor to metastasize um, and spread throughout the body. And you, you may leave some of it there. There's not a guarantee that you're going to get every single tumor cell. That's, I mean, it's almost impossible. Um, there's hormone therapy where you cause you you're given hormones injections of hormones that are specifically engineered to uh to jack up tumor cells and that one has some promise but it only works with uh, a few cancer and it's not as as uh, toxic to people as as the other two are but then again like i said it's very specific to certain uh tumor types there's also uh, a new and emerging one that we'll probably have to do an episode so on later is CRISPR. Um, I don't think it's been approved yet, but it's something that's coming up and, and that could be used. And CRISPR uh, you, is used to cut and paste kind of different DNA segments in or be able to cut them out. And if we could use this, we could cut out an essential gene in a tumor cell and be specific to tumor cells and, and, be able to kill the tumor by taking out an essential gene or in placing in a gene that'll cause it to, uh, to basically kill itself. Um, so yeah, I, and like I said, these things are expensive for number one. I mean, it's, 
we live in a capitalist society and, and, uh, demand is up. So these things can be expensive and also they're expensive because, uh, not every person that takes them, uh, survives to pay for them. So, uh, it's just kind of a sad thing and it drives up prices. Um, and a lot of things for a lot of reasons, uh, insurance companies, they, I don't, I don't think they cover, uh, cancer treatment. So it's, it's, it's very expensive. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a political thing. I don't want to get into with insurance and all of that, but, uh, so yeah, that's, that's some of the ways that we can try to slow down or, or kill cancers. Um, like I said, there's, there's no cure because cancer is not a disease. Cancer is a collection of symptoms from a specific, uh, kind of disease. Cancer saying cancer is like saying, uh, infection. It's, 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 it's an illness. It's a collection of symptoms. It's, a, it's something that has similarities with other things, but lung cancer is a specific cancer, but it's not even the same in each person because there's different genes that are mutated. So that's why there's not a cure for a specific cure all cancer. So if you ever see that, like, Oh, this, this person had a cure, but then the government stole all of their stuff and then, you know, and, uh, got rid of it, got rid of all their research or whatever. And they had the cure. No, there's that, that hasn't happened. The government wastes just as much money on cancer as the average person. They're not, they're not wanting us to have cancer and big pharma as well. If you like in this capitalist society, do you know how much money can be made if you had a cure for cancer? Because everyone is going to get cancer. Why would you want to kill or kill off your patient that is, you know, just be, if, if you know about cancer, you know that just because you've gotten through cancer doesn't mean you can't get it again. You're not cured forever because another cell down the line could turn into a cancer cell. So there's nobody's hiding any secret cures. Um, a lot of the debate you'll hear again is like that marijuana can, uh, cure cancer. No, marijuana has different properties. It has, uh, it has some pain relief properties and you'll hear like, Oh, marijuana kills, uh, tumor cells. There's a lot of things that kill tumor cells. Uh, you can drown a tumor cell. You can pour salt on it. It would probably die. You, I mean, as, as this, I'm talking about the exposed cell. I mean, you could you pour straight rubbing alcohol on it. It'll kill it. If you, you know, there's a lot of different ways to kill a cell, but in your body in vivo is a different story. Um, marijuana is, is good for, uh, nausea and pain relief. It's not going to cure cancer. I'm sorry if you believe that it does, it's not going to cure cancer. It's good for pain relief and uh, like the legalization. I'm not going to get into that stuff, whatever. It has some properties that are good about it. I'll say that. Um, but yeah, there's, <clears throat> there's, there's not necessarily a, a, a cure for cancer. And, 
and one day there there might be um, there's a few things that are kind of promising and and uh, there's we're learning about different things that uh, can help with uh, cancer. One of these things that it's it's not new. It's called the Warburg effect. Uh, it was discovered by Dr. Warburg Warburg in the early 20th century, and he uh, he noticed that cancer cells, like I mentioned earlier, they they consume a lot of of sugars, and they're epoxic. They they don't have a lot of oxygen, and they're acidic. He noticed this with pretty much all. Like it's it's a uh, it's a common characteristic of tumors is that they they consume a lot of sugar they don't have a lot of oxygen they can survive without oxygen unlike our cells and they're acidic because they they uh they don't use oxygen um if you've taken physiology you know that uh glycolysis can happen without oxygen and it produces lactic acid this is what happens in tumors this is what happens in your cells uh this is why you get sore you produce lactic acid um, so the Warburg effect said, basically, like I said, these tumors, they consume a lot of sugar, they don't use oxygen and they're acidic. And so Dr. Warburg, gosh, I just, I'm struggling with his name. It's probably cause it's late tonight. It's midnight. Anyways, he, uh, He, he stated that if we lowered sugar consumption, that that could help with uh, tumors. It could starve these tumors out. They, they need these sugars. They're, re they're replicating these cells really fast, and they need the carbon that's in sugars to be able to build more cells. Um, and like I said, they use glycolysis. And so if we cut down sugar intake, that can help starve these tumors. Um, we're going to talk about the ketogenic diet in a later episode as well. Um, but that's, I, that's one of the things I will say about the ketogenic diet is that it's supposed to help with these, uh, these cancers that it, it's a low sugar, uh, diet that allows these tumors to kind of be starved out. I'm not saying I, I honestly, I will say that you, I don't think you should be on the ketogenic diet unless a dietitian is overwatching you because of this. it has some dangers about it. And like I said, I'll talk about the, some of the snake oil, uh, keto OS stuff that I, I, I think that it's not real. The ketogenic diet is a very real thing, but I, I think some of the other aspects and the marketing of it are, are kind of snake oil, but that's, that's besides the point. The Warburg effect is real. You should look it up if you, if you want to learn more about it, it's actually really cool. Um, but this, uh, this episode's kind of getting long. It's going to be over an hour. So just kind of want to wrap up and say, like, even though there is no cure for cancer as of now, there's ways we can stop it. There might be even cures for specific cancers. I, I'm not an oncologist. I don't know, but I, I know a lot of these things and I know basic science principles, but, uh, like basically what I wanted to get out of this episode is that <laughs> the government's not hiding anything. Big pharma not hiding anything. Cancer. It's, it's almost insulting to say there's one cure because cancer is this complex, uh, animal that's different in every person. Okay. 
and there's not one simple cure. You're, you're not going to be able to pour coffee up your butt and and uh, and cure your cancer. No, that's we should trust oncologists. We should trust doctors to help us with this, and we need to keep striving for a cure. Like I said, I I don't know. There could be a cure for all cancers. We need to keep researching. And when people say that the government's hiding things, the government funds so much cancer research, it's not even funny. We need to keep pursuing this, keep trying to find a cure. I'm not saying there's not one out there. I'm just saying as of yet, there's not a cure for cancer as a whole. There are cures for cancers. There's ways that we can slow down cancer that can be applied to most cancers. But as of now, there's not a single cure like a one size fits all cure and that's that's what i wanted to get out of today's episode also just be aware that there's so many uh there's so many scam artists out there this dr abaka he's obviously just trying, trying to get my money he's this is like the nigerian prince scam or whatever he's just trying to get my information and steal a lot of money from me and i i think that happens a lot I think, I mean, rubbing coke, you have to rub this specific coconut oil on your skin and then you'll be, you'll live forever. Um, no, you need to be skeptical and ask questions. Why will this work? I'm going to, I tried to ask Dr. Abaka what ingredients were in his miracle, whatever, and he won't give them to me. If somebody won't tell you the ingredients, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's usually a bad sign. So I'm just going to say that that's, that's where I want to end today. I don't know uh, what I'm going to be doing next episode, but I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to try to do this at least once a week. Um, if it's going to always at least come out on Wednesday, if I happen to have time to do another one, it'll come out on Sundays. I'm going to try to keep that as consistent as possible. Um, so yeah. So let me know in, uh, you know, send me an email if you, liked this or if you want me to change something if you think i should keep the dipstick of the day just let me just send me a comment tell me what you think of this um yeah i i i'm op i'm i'm all ears um so yeah let me know what you think and thanks